Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow BFF and guide, Dolly DeLong. And on today's episode, I have the amazing Brooke Scott. We're going to chat about all things launch management and planning considerations, especially if you have uh, an amazing product or a service that you want to get out to the world. This Now, this will be a very meaty episode, meaning we're going to cover a lot of terms and different facets of launching. So I hope you will consider taking notes and even re-listening to this episode in the next several weeks so you can digest it. So just a little bit about Brooke with this is like my little informal introduction. I met Brooke through a collaboration networking group online, and I'm so excited we crossed paths. Um, Brooke, I told her this, but I'm going to say it to everyone. She's as smart as a whip when it comes to making sure the back end puzzle pieces of businesses come together when it comes to launch, launching strategies. So she is a wealth of knowledge and information. And so I'm really excited about nerding out with her. And and I'm also really excited to have her as a featured contributor for the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the launch edition, which is coming up really soon, by the way. So if you haven't yet jumped on the wait list, please do so, so you can be notified when the doors open. All right. So if you need any more of a reason to jump on the wait list, then Brooke is going to be your launching guide today, and she's going to give you even more of a reason why you should check out the bundle because she is one of the many amazing contributors. I said it before, but I'll say it again. Like Brooke has a lot of knowledge that she's going to share with you all. So Brooke and I are going to be talking about the launch management and planning considerations you should be considering as a topic. And um, before we go into that, Brooke, do you mind introducing yourself to the audience and letting them know who you are, what you do, just all the things? Absolutely. So hello, my name is Brooke Scott. I'm kind of a melting pot, if you want to say, of things that I can do and have accomplished over the course of my time in my business. So I've managed from being a BA to being an OBM to working in strictly launch management to working in strictly funnel builds, integrations, all of the things. And then I brought in my education. I have a master's in business and I've also had some lean fundamental training background. So I've merged all of the things together to be more of a operations slash tech implementation uh, strategist, specialist, what have you. So I'm, you know, I'm on both sides of the spectrum, can be in the strategic seat. The majority of the time, I prefer to be in the implementation seat of things because I love to be doing. I love to be accomplishing all of these things. I know sometimes that um, terminology gets difficult. Trying to understand and comprehend what needs to happen sometimes might not be your forte or what you really care about, but you do want to happen. So um, I'm kind of the person to just take it off of your hands and get that taken care of without you having to worry about understanding, of course, I will help you understand the why and the purpose, but 
We, you don't have to get as nitty gritty to know all the mumbo jumbo that should or should not be happening. But definitely, I like to provide the education for teams so that way they can manage and optimize moving forward. My strengths are like my number one strength is restorative. So I'm always looking for a new way to optimize, do something. I know there's a term, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> but you should audit it here and there. And if something needs to be touched on, revamped, I'm all about just revisiting, trying to make things as lean as possible. I really don't want to, anybody really doesn't want to be taking more steps than they have to be mm -hmm. in order to do something. If I can really lean up those steps, lean up those clicks, that's really what I'm there for. Like I said, a melting pot depends on the focus of what my clients or the people I'm working with are looking for. But I like to help in that umbrella term of all of the things. I love that. Can I ask you a question, Brooke, before yeah. we go into the topic? Yes. Do you have now, is it just you or do you have an agency working for you? Like, how do you operate? So right now I have an internal team that is really helping me at this moment. So mm -hmm. I have more of a lead operations strategist who's helping me expand in a sense of focusing on my business because I haven't done that in the past as far as like how we were talking about pre this interview of like yeah. I could be doing this or I could be introducing this and just dabbling and seeing what I could do in those aspects. And I also have a virtual assistant and social media manager. So both of those people are helping as well. So I'm all of this is new, by the way. So yeah. I'm really just now dipping my toes into what it's like to have more of a team. I've the majority of the three years I've been in business, it's just been myself being a service provider. And that's my goal and what I want to continue doing. That is my number one purpose. I love to be in those long-term relationships and be helping focus my clients and having that be there for the long-term change of things. But I also have projects one off. I want to be focusing on providing education to the community. I love writing blogs. I love that aspect of things. And in order to be successful, not that's incorrect, not in order to be successful, but in order to manage both ends of things in a way that I would like to, I'm just needing a little bit more help on the getting myself together so that I can provide that education to the community. I love that. Well, being yeah. successful for yourself. How about that? Yes. 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 Yes, I guess so. I love that. Well, thank you again, Brooke, for letting me ask you all these questions yeah. and yeah. Um, for introducing yourself. And it is such a pleasure having you on the show today. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So as we mentioned before, Brooke has um, several points about launch management and planning considerations that you need to consider, especially if you have a digital product or a course or a service that you are wanting to launch. And mm -hmm. so again, these are all like, Brooke described it well, like different puzzle pieces and components to consider that a lot of creative business owners, they may neglect or not know about or get overwhelmed with. And so we're just going to like take a step back and look at it from a different angle and a different facet for you in this episode. Also, like I know with Brooke on the show, she's going to be talking like more technical perspectives to consider, like integrations and different apps to consider and so much more. So you'll definitely, you'll definitely want to take notes in this episode. I'm really excited about this and we may get a little technical, but that's okay. That's why I want to encourage you to re-listen, take notes and take it one step at a time. Like you don't have to have it all figured out after this episode. Right. 
but we just want to encourage you to look at launching in a new perspective. So Brooke, I'm going to let you take it away. And where should we start with the launch management and planning considerations? So I think where we should start, and like you said, I want to get technical a little bit, but I also want to keep things broad. So that way, whoever's listening, whatever niche they're in, whatever, whatever position they're in, they get an understanding of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just because we want to touch on the main points of what you literally want to be considering when it comes to having a launch, building a funnel, doing XYZ. One of the main things I would say that you should focus on prior to jumping into a research phase is hashing out a high level of what you would want to happen. High level being, I have, you know, I want to launch XYZ. This is when I want it to happen. This is the result I want to happen. These are my good, better, best goals, all of those things. If you have a high level, then you can start reverse engineering, breaking it down and getting to the meat of what needs to technically happen. And this is like technically as in like techie, not technically as in should for the completion of the launch management and planning. And of course, you don't have to be the person doing that. That could be your service provider, or if you are a service provider, this is going to be an area where you should really consider like focusing on the reverse engineering base. Yeah. So again, starting high level, mapping out the must-haves, and then a great way that I like to reverse engineer is using a lean implementation method, which is a called the five why method. And you basically just ask yourself why in a sense of starting from end to beginning to determine what is the cause for the action, the result. So with that being said, for example, I want the open cart period to end on this day. Well, why? Well, because I want to host my workshop this day. Well, why? Well, because yada, yada, yada. Then you're going to get kind of, if you ask yourself that maybe five, six, however many times you need to till you get to a final answer where you are, you can't ask yourself why anymore, you're going to see more of a picture on okay, now I need to know, now I can know how much time I actually need to implement for planning, how long the planning phase is going to take, how long it's going to take to write copy, how long it's going to take to create the asset that I'm launching, or maybe it's a program, whatever it may be. So that way the timeline in and of itself is covered. So you're not rushing all of the things. So that's a big piece of where I always suggest to start out as is the reverse engineering from the high level so you can hash out a timeline. For those of you who are OG listeners and you've been listening into these conversations leading up to the launch bundle, you will note that this is not the first time that reverse engineering has been mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. I kid you not, pretty much everyone, every contributor has brought up the fact to work backwards. You might have said yep. it differently, like reverse engineer, work backwards, work from when does the cart open? Like, there is you should take a a large priority and stock in considering the timeline of Mm -hmm. events that happen, a domino events. And so I am so happy Mm -hmm. you mentioned that. I know that repetition is key. Like sometimes somebody needs to hear things a minimum Mm -hmm. of like, what? Well, it used to be seven times. I was about to say, I think in order to buy something, it's like seven times they have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's, I hope this is being ingrained in your brain. Like you can't just push something Mm -hmm. out there tomorrow and expect people to buy. Like you need to be intentional with your planning and that takes strategic planning. So sorry, that was just me getting on my high horse of being strategic with planning. Mm -hmm. Everybody hears it and they're probably like, 
Yep. Dolly, we get it. We get yeah. it. No, I mean, even when I was learning that, I yeah. was telling myself that I get it. You're saying reverse engineer, but like whenever I actually got into the roles of like, how are we going to make this successful? How are we going to make this profitable? It yeah. really did all come down to working from high level, breaking it down, reverse engineering, because especially if you have a team, like mm-hmm. you should absolutely be doing it if you have a team because you need to consider everyone's roles, who's contributing, what's their turnaround that you have. So that way, if a realistic launch for you is going to be three months, then okay, great. We got a plan for that. And if a realistic launch for you and you're like a smaller business, maybe it's just, for example, if it was me, I might crank it out a little bit quicker just because this is like my area of expertise. And I, you know what I mean? And I would probably do it myself since I am just now dabbling into having a team, but it it all depends, but it all still has the same concept and importance of starting high level, ABC high points of what you want to happen. What are we going to do to accomplish that? And I think that's a great way to get started. That's awesome. And I love that you brought up, if you have a team, utilize Mm -hmm. your team. If it's just Mm -hmm. you, then I I even wrote a note. If you're a solo business owner, you can reverse engineer and assign days of the week to work on certain high level things to make it manageable for you, chewable Mm -hmm. for you. And then you can still work one-on-one with your clients. With that being said, the templates that I've created and used for my clients for planning a launch, I have used for myself when it comes to project planning, because it, I have those nitty gritty steps in there because I still need to consider it, even though it might not be applicable because I have a smaller reach, I have a smaller whatever, but those are still things that need to be considered. So mm-hmm. I think it's still important if you can grab your hands onto something like that, I can also provide something as well. Just let me know. But it, it you still need to look at those things to consider whether you are a large team, whether you are an individual person, because you can get there. You just got to tailor it to yourself and reverse engineer. Yeah. I love that. So I'm so glad you started with that, Brooke. Thank you so much. So yeah. Point one, start. Yes. Let's look at high level reverse engineer. Mm -hmm. Okay. What would you advise as part two to this? So this is going to be where we get a little bit more technical. Okay. So if you are not technical, do not run away. I'm gonna do <laughs> Please rest. don't run away. Please don't run away. Listen in. Yes. yes. Yeah. So the importance that I'm going to say here is platform research. So depending on your high level of what you want to happen, you need to have complementary platforms that can accomplish that for you in a way that preferably is native to the platform, meaning you don't need a third party to accomplish XYZ to happen. I do recommend third party here and there. Like I love Zapier because we can absolutely like beef things up. But I think to keep it lean, whenever you're getting started or whenever you're trying to figure out what's going to be best for you, the importance is facilitating the launch, delivering delivering whatever asset that may be, And really probably considering the top platforms that would come into play with that. So how are you doing project planning? If it's just you, are you writing on paper? Cool, whatever, that's fine. If you have ClickUp, great. Let's get a little bit more detailed. Do you have a large team? Let's have more of a project plan. Let's have a funnel map. Let's break it down a little bit more. There, I'm not going to say that there is a go-to that is the solution for anything because As someone who does integrations and builds and setups, like 
people can come to me with whatever platform and I will do what I can with, a, with whatever platform. I'm going to educate you on the things that I know that it can't do. So that way you're aware of the the limitations. But at the end of the day, that's your platform. You're paying for it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work with you if you don't have XYZ platform. With that said, please keep in mind that just because someone has Thrivecart or someone has show it or someone has whatever you don't have to in order to be successful mm-hmm. I think there are nice to haves I think there are ways that things can be easier of course but the intention is to accomplish the goal of your launch and let's say if you are launching a specific digital product you're having a kind of like a, a mini workshop ahead of time that's how you're delivering that facilitated on zoom everyone probably has zoom that can be free Your project planning can be as minimal as a Google Doc, which is also free. Then when it comes into delivery, how are you going to do that? Probably the one or two things that you're definitely going to need to consider when it comes to probably the minimal is going to be how are they purchasing and how is it being delivered? So you're probably talking your, if you have Thrivecart, if you don't, I would suggest it only because it's a one-time payment. You have it for life. And honestly, it, it integrates beautifully with everything. So I definitely recommend that one, but you don't have to have that in order for someone to purchase something from you. With that being said, the other thing is your email marketing platform can be anything from MailChimp to ActiveCampaign to Flowdesk to ConvertKit. Doesn't matter. All that needs to happen, the two are connected somehow, whether that is natively or third party, and it is delivering the asset. Mm -hmm. And that is what is important. Going back to the focus of what I just went through is really making sure that the platform suite that you have is one lean. You don't have 17 things that could do the same thing. Let's keep it lean. You're not wasting money here. And it's accomplishing what needs to be accomplished for said launch. Mm -hmm. What Brooke is referring to for those of you who are listening in is this is what we call a, or I call this a tech stack. Assess your tech stack, assess and see I love that you are encouraging listeners, especially if this is your first time doing a launch or you really want to get serious about launching strategically, like really assess your tech stack and see what can be working together. And are these like tools that all of these seven, eight, nine, 10 figure business owners are recommending to you to use? Like, can you use something else or like to fit your own budget? And I just love, yeah. Also, I'm going to recommend if you want it, go for it. That's on you. Yeah. I I, I support that as well. So if you can afford XYZ things, if you want to try XYZ things, dabble in it. But I think you should have the strategic mindset of I need to be auditing this. I need to be making sure it's making an impact in my business. Yes. All the things you should be at least auditing your software attack, your software stack, your tech stack, either three to six months. It, It really just depends on the business that you have, I probably would do it more often myself because I, being someone that helps and makes templates and all the things, I probably have a little bit more of a larger tech stack here and there. So sometimes things are applicable and sometimes things are not. The best part about that is we could cancel and always make a new account. It's okay. (laughs) Um, So, but then if you're someone who isn't someone who's in like tech, like I am, I would at least do it every six months just to make sure that you're saving money. As for an example, I did my own personal software tech stack audit the last month. I canceled, I don't even know, like maybe six things. And for 
my yearly expenses, I've cut down like $1,500. Wow. That I, if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have saved and I would have spent it either not knowing or, oh, I just need it just in case or whatever. It's always something that you should be doing as well, just to lean up those expenses too. This is your business. Focus on what's coming in, what's coming out, what's benefiting what you're doing now. Are you not launching right now? Okay, great. Do you need this right now? No. Do you plan to launch in the next three to six months? Okay, maybe we keep it. So there are a lot of things that you can ask yourself in that process as well, but being really intentional about the stack that you do have. So that way things can come to fruition in the way that you want it to. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, I've got a little secret to share with you today, an exclusive private podcast that will change how you think about launching. I am so excited to share with you how to plan out your first or next digital product launch, a look into the four different launch phases. Now, this is not your average podcast. It's a private podcast designed to give you insider insight into the intricate world of launching because there are so many moving puzzle pieces of launching. And I know launching can be overwhelming to the business owner who doesn't have an entire team working for them. Here's the catch. This podcast is private. The only way to unlock this wealth of launching knowledge is by signing up. Yes, you heard me right. It's a secret private podcast. Your VIP pass is waiting for you in the show notes, and all you have to do is sign up to get exclusive access. Over four days, we'll dive deep into the different phases of launching, breaking down the complexities and helping you uncomplicate and untangle the entire launching process. It's like having a launch strategist or aka your systems and workflow BFF whispering secrets directly into your ear. But here's the thing. This is not available forever. It is a limited time podcast and the doors to this secret podcast will soon close. So if you're ready to revolutionize your approach to launching, you need to act fast. Now, how do you get on the secret? Super easy. Head on over to the show notes of this podcast or visit systemsandworkflowmagic.com forward slash private dash podcast to sign up. Once you're in, get ready for a journey that will transform the way you launch your ideas, your products into the world. I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity. I will see you inside. If you are listening to this episode live, I have some time sensitive news to share with you today. After listening to this week's episode, I really want you to head on over to the show notes and get on the wait list for the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the 4.0 launch edition today. Yes, you heard me right. The popular bundle is back, but in 4.0 form. So if you are ready to sprinkle in some strategies and puzzle pieces and SOPs and workflows of learning how to apply launching into your business to better impact 2024 and hopefully beyond, get ready, my friend, because coming February 5th through February 9th of 2024, you are going to have access to over 28 plus experts who are going to be contributing different launching resources to help you grow in knowledge. 
understanding, and confidence in how to implement launching in your own business. Now, this bundle includes resources that will help you out with the puzzle pieces of planning out your own launch, to pre-launch planning, to actual launch week planning, to what the heck to do after the post-launch, because there are different phases. I specifically dreamed up this bundle after witnessing and hearing so many creative-minded business owners struggle with knowing where to begin in the planning process of launching a service or digital product. Or maybe you have a product or service and you don't understand all the moving parts involved in launching. Or maybe you just feel overwhelmed and you want guidance with where to begin. Either way, this bundle is chock full of resources, mini courses, templates, blueprints, all with the mission of helping you get started with launching. And yes, especially if you are a team of one and are running the show on your own. So you don't want to miss out on the systems and workflow magic bundle, the 4.0 launch edition. So head on over to systemsandworkflowmagic.com to get on the wait list or head over to the show notes today. Let me ask you this question. Is 2024 the year you learn more about launching and how to apply the principles and strategies of launching to your own business? I certainly hope so. And as always, stay streamlined and strategic with your workflows, your SOPs, and strategies, you amazing muggle you. I'll see you in the launch bundle. Just to repeat, because I like being repetitive, we talked about doing a high-level research phase, and then you got a little bit technical. Assess your tech stack and look at your different platforms to see, like, not necessarily how lean you can get, but what is necessary for this launch to happen. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Anything else you want to share about the tech stack or before we go into point three? Let's go ahead and jump into point three, because I feel like it could definitely be something that's complementary to the next, the past two. Okay. Awesome. Let's do it. Okay. So point three is really going to be focused on automations. So with that being said, no, you don't need all the fancy things. Yes. It's really nice to have automations. I think What's going to be important, like we said in the last point, is making sure whatever you have, whether it's an automation that you have inside of ClickUp, it's an automation you have inside of Zapier. So when I'm saying that your project management platform and a third-party integration platform, again, we can get technical in different aspects. There are a lot of platforms that do offer some sort of automated something to happen when something else happens. Mm -hmm. The importance is making sure that is doing what you want it to. And what does that mean? What does that mean for the delivery of your product? What does that mean for capturing clients and purchasers on your CRM? Are you making a spreadsheet of purchasers? Are you using that for metrics tracking? Are you getting intentional with your onboarding process to where now I have an automation where someone purchases, then a Google Drive folder is automatically created. And then I have their folder already created in ClickUp of what I need to do. And I have their client roster already set up. And I all of the things. So, I mean, there are so many things to consider when it comes to automations, but I really just want to stress the importance of if you're able to use them, I would recommend using them for your launch 
period, your launch management period, especially when it comes to notifying the team of registrations, notifying the team of purchases, and making sure that the, the delivery and the client experience is number one focus. So you should first start there, then start, then touch on what's important to the team as far as data collection. But the whole idea is to make things simpler, streamlined, efficient on both ends. More important on the client delivery aspect, which again, like I said, 12 million trillion billion different things you could do with that, but then also focusing on how you want things to be organized on the back end for your business as well. If automations are something you can use, want to use, I would suggest dabbling in it a little bit. And whether that's setting things up, playing with it here and there, or maybe just this launch period, I'm going to try out one and see how that works and see how much time I save myself mm -hmm. in order to do X, Y, Z. I love that so much. And Brooke, I love that you brought up like that client delivery should oh, yeah. be the like or client experience should be the number one focus. Ooh, can I speak to this really quickly? Yes. A really good example of great client experience, your process that you have for this podcast. Oh my gosh. The, the, the sign up for the bundle itself. All of the forums you have in Dubsado, the reminder emails, the confirmation emails, I felt so touched. I felt, not in a sense that was ever overwhelming. I felt touched. I felt reminded. I felt cared about. I felt important. And that's what you want for whatever you're doing in your business. And not only that, but you want that to carry out through whatever offers you have. It needs to be a consistent. So that way, once they onboard with you or they purchase XYZ from you, they know to ex expect I know that whenever I work with Dolly, things are going to be awesome and things oh, are going what? to, I'm going to feel touched. I'm going to get all the information I need. I'm going to feel reminded things are going to, it's already that expectation and it, and it's, it takes things to the next level as far as professionalism on all spectrum. So I think you're a great example of that. Oh, Brooke, thank you so much. You yeah. I did not pay Brooke to say that, but I'm going to send her. No, not at all. Now. Not at all. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm being for real because like I'm trying to clean up all of my Dubsado stuff because I'm a, I set that up for other people. But of course, you know, when you're the one setting it up yeah. you for yourself. Yeah. So like whenever I saw your bundle and we started connecting and we did the podcast, like all of it was just like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> This is awesome. Well, kind of like going, you, you mentioned like when you set it up for somebody else, of course, you want to go like all out yeah. for someone. But like, mm -hmm. if, I know this is a really bad example, but I just thought it's like parenting. Like you take yeah. such good care of your kids. Yes. But then you forget about yourself in the yes. process and you're like, yes. oh yeah, it's I, need hard. To, I need a shower. I need to brush my oh, teeth. God. I need to like, yes. I need to eat something. And it's been weeks. I'm like, that's dramatic. I know. Like, no, for sure. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I think we all need a reminder here and there that we got to spruce up our own stuff, regardless of what the industry you're in. But the importance, no matter what you have, even if it is bare bones, you don't have to have all the fancy things. As long as you're doing that communication, you're emailing them, you're being aware, you're keeping up with them, that high touch is going to be what keeps people around. Oh, I love these reminders so much. Okay. Before I know you like you have been sharing so many gold nuggets with the listeners and I like, let's just wrap it up because I know that people are going to be learning. Well, 
they're going to have to listen, re-listen to this podcast mm-hmm. episode, to be honest, and retake notes and like assess like everything that you've shared and because you've shared so many gold nuggets. Yeah, definitely. Like I was going to just like ask you in your, in working with other clients from your experience, can you give a tangible example of what your, some of your favorite automations have been for your clients so that maybe listeners can then be like, okay, maybe I'll test this out for my XYZ launch. Yeah. Okay. Let's chat about someone coming in from a launch, speaking to the launch itself. Let's give the example of we have a workshop, people are coming into a group program. Two automations I would have. One is going to be external facing client experience. One is going to be the technical organization of things. So let's chat about the external, meaning the client experience. So when someone onboards, they make that purchase in your payment processor. They make the purchase. What happens then? We're sending them over to our email platform. And guess what? We're dropping them into a sequence. This, let's say this group program is a 12-month experience. We're going to set up a welcome and onboarding and nurture all in one shebang for making sure that these clients, outside of what I'm already providing them, whether that is whatever they get inside of this program, whether we have calls on a weekly basis or monthly basis, whatever assets they get, the course they get, all of the things that they get, outside of that, for the first six months, let's say, when they purchase, they get the welcome, here's what to expect, yada, yada, all the good details, how you get started. Now we're going to have a check-in email at three months where it's, hey, it's been three months, it's been a quarter. How has this been beneficial to you? Has this not been beneficial to you? I want to hear about your experience. I want to get some informal feedback because I want this experience to be what it should be for you. Yeah. Right. So we do that. We're going to do it again at six months. We're going to do it again at nine months since this is a 12-month container. At that point, that's whenever you start in this sequence, since we're talking about the automation perspective. All of these people have come in from the purchase. We haven't had to do anything. It's already set up. They've gotten their welcome. They've gotten their what to expect. They've gotten the three-month, the six-month, the nine-month. Now we're in the last quarter of the partnership. We're going to send maybe one at six weeks. That's, hey, here's what you can expect to wrap up. Here are some options to continue. Here's an actual option for formal feedback to receive a testimonial. And you do that, I would say, at six months. I would do it at four weeks. I would do it at two weeks until you close, just so that way they have that reminder of this time period's coming to an end. Also, let me backtrack. The three, six, nine months is also meant for hey, nudge, we're in this 12-month container. If you've been, not if you've been slacking, but if you need a nudge, here's another reminder. So you have that on the back end of all the other things you're doing with them. Going back to the six-month check-in, the six-week to close, the four-week to close, the two-week to close, here is where we're having conversations on. Is there a continuation option? Do we want there to be a continuation option? How is this beneficial? How can I tailor this program better? What can I do moving forward? And then at that point, either they step into the next option, they decide to stay in this long term if it's an evergreen program, or they fall out. And if they fall out, that's okay. They came for the purpose. They submitted their feedback. They got what they needed. The importance is the transformation and the touch points. Um, So at that point, then afterwards, if they haven't already continued, I'd probably wait 30, 60, 90 days 
and ask for an actual formal feedback testimonial based on their experience. Over that entire period of time, you have not only not done anything and had to touch anything because it's already automated done for you when you set it up, but outside of the experience they're already paying for, they're getting these touch points, knowing that you care, knowing you're checking in with them, you're getting those responses of whether that is positive or negative feedback, and you're able to adjust so that way the the importance of whatever container they're in is, hello, important, and it is focused on, and it is, you're showing that you care about that. So that's speaking to the client experience side of things. Hopping over into the same perspective of what would happen in the same time period for the internal team as an automation. What I would do is whenever, and of course, this is going to come with specific tech stacks and all of the things, but what I would do is based on the purchase, I would then make them a Google folder automatically because you can do that. I would make them, if they need to have a ClickUp folder for all of their tasks, or if they need a Trello folder or a board for all of the things, like how are we sharing that? How are we communicating with that? Do they need to be added into a Slack group? Do I need to send them a personal welcome email? All of that would be in that perspective of things. I would also add them to an internal list. So I know all of my people who are in this program, I'm going to add in their automatic start date. I'm going to add in their end date. So that way, whenever I'm managing on a day-to-day basis, I can see who's coming in, who came in, when they came in, when they're leaving, what can I expect? How can I also do other additional touch points? What maybe there was a form that they filled out that I could automatically throw in those answers as well. So everything is just in this one area so that you can really focus on the management for your sake of things. And then also your clients are touched on regardless of what platform you have, what experience you have, what community you have, whatever that looks like on both ends. So it's the importance of the journey, the experience you can do and maintain in both perspectives, internal and external. Mic drop. That was amazing. Brooke, I really hope that people will seriously take notes and listen in, especially to the point you made several times, the importance of the client experience. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. Thank you so much, Brooke. Of course, I was taking notes. It's it's, it's hard. It's hard to explain sometimes whenever things can get nitty gritty or Mm -hmm. explaining the high level without letting the other person or having the other person getting lost. So if you're lost, definitely ask Dolly or I questions. Mm-hmm. But it sometimes it's hard having these conversations to explain that. But if you can just remember and really focus on the client experience, you're golden. That's yes. all that matters. That is all that matters. Yes. How do you want the like how do you want to feel when you make a high touch or a yeah. higher end purchase Mm -hmm. for yourself like literally go through it like how you would want to in that reverse engineering phase what would you want do you want reminders do you want someone to check in with you or do you just want to be you just want to purchase a course and have it to look at whenever you have time and no one ever say anything about it because I've been in those situations before and it's just then I just forget about it and I've just wasted money because I forgot to go through it you know what I mean think about it from that way too Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, Brooke, you shared so much on the podcast. And I want to thank you again for taking your time and sharing this. And do you mind sharing to the listener why they should consider investing in the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle? Honestly, I think you're going to get 
so much value from I'm not going to like to my own horn. I, I feel like I'm going to provide some value. Maybe here oh, here. you will. But I know you, you will. Like the amount of people that are going to be a part of this is going to be crazy. And the amount of goodness and value that you're going to get from people who like the conversation that we had today, you're going to get that times a trillion. You're going to, you're literally going to be set up to have so many different scenarios that you could easily learn, implement, use, ask questions revamp if you really take the time and we use the assets of the bundle you could really take things to the next level it's just being intentional and focusing on it because i really think that everything that is to come you're gonna be mind blown so i gotta say <laughs> well thank you so much again and as a reminder to everyone can you let them know how they can connect with you work yeah. with you find you yeah sure i'm on i believe all socials, but I'm typically, I show up the most on Instagram. So mm -hmm. my handle is at ops.analyst.brook. So you can find me there, slide in my DMs. You can send me an email, whatever works best for you. Right now, I'm really just focusing on some intensives and some audits. So what that means for you is that gives you a done for you experience with an audit where take it off your hands and I get it done for you. Or an intensive session where we walk through the logistics together, really hash it out. You get the education and you walk away with what you, you know, came looking for. Those are like the two areas that I'm focusing on right now. That is amazing. And, and for those of you who are listening in, as a reminder, everything that Brooke and I have spoken about will be in the show notes today. So that way you can connect with her and you can really get to know her and love her because I just love Brooke so much already. And I'm so excited she's a part of this bundle. So until yeah. next time, everyone, I will talk to you all next week for another systems and workflow related podcast. And until then, I hope you stay streamlined and automated with your life and with systems, you amazing muggle you. I will talk to you all next week again. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.